0: Welcome back to season two of the Money Trees Network podcast. I'm your host Edgar Kaba, joined by my co-host JJ. And uh, today we're going to have a very special conversation with a very talented guy called Nyash. He's the founder of Football Digest Kenya. You can find him on, uh, it's a sports YouTube channel. And he's a radio presenter at KISS 100 for the SCORE KE Sports Show on Saturdays from 3 to 7 p.m. Welcome, welcome.
1: Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, yeah uh, welcome, okay.
0: welcome.
1: It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Okay, so um, today mm. we're going to be talking about converting your hobby into an avenue for earning an income. Yeah. So the audience doesn't know, but you, you employ, like you have a day job, a daytime job. Yes. yes, I do. So what exactly do you do uh, during the day?
1: All right, so during the day I work as an auditor uh that's my day job f- mm-hmm. for government office mm-hmm. office of the auditor general to be precise so that's that's what i do every monday to friday eight to five that's, that's what i do mm-hmm. and then i try to you know find a balance between that and my other hobbies now that is you know talking about football okay, okay. yeah
0: so um what made you start football digest
1: all right. Uh, I started Football Digest back in 2017, so uh-huh. at that point in time, I just loved talking about football, you know, just, just doing some analysis. So I was thinking, like, what exactly can I do now that, you know, I can just get to share my analysis, some of my sentiments on how I perceive how games are going or stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Then that's also the time I started seeing more of AFTV from uh, the UK. I think you know it as an TV. Yeah. yeah, Robbie,
2: Robbie, the guy.
1: Yeah, Robbie Lyle is one of mm. my biggest inspire or inspirations, if I may say. Mm. So I, I thought, how about you create such a platform in Kenya, but do it a bit differently now where you don't just be subjective to one club, where you, you be a bit more objective, you know, like you give other fans a chance to come and express themselves and express their love for their club and their love for football
2: mm-hmm.
1: and not particularly Arsenal fans because personally I'm an Arsenal fan. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought of how I can come up with such kind of a platform and that's how Football I just for me was born. I don't know. I can't go how exactly I ended up with football. I but I was toying around with ideas. I recall like the first episode I ever did mm-hmm. if I on Facebook, I think I called it Betting Analysis. Just, I used to give my analysis on games, like maybe this is how this game is going to go because of ABCD. Mm-hmm. Then the advanced from that to, that was around March, March 2017. Then they advanced from that to finally Football Digest, where I did my first episode as Football Digest, where I'm just mm-hmm. giving analysis of like all the games played over the weekend and why I feel the results went the way they did. So I feel like Kenyans deserve to have a chance where they can air their their, their sentiments and their love for football because they are big football fans here in two five four.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so if
1: you give a platform, if you create a platform where these fans can come and express themselves, then that would be very much in order. So that that's for me why I started football digest.
2: Okay. Hmm. And um, as you're employed, how do you balance running football digest and work and personal
1: life as well? Like,
2: how do you balance all these
1: things? Yeah, that's. Good question, because it's it's quite hard to be honest. Mm-hmm. Cause um, you know, like football is how do I call it? It's uh ni Because football news they become relevant and irrelevant very fast. Yeah. So if something happened yesterday, you have to share news. it maybe before one today. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise it's old news. You know what I'm yeah. saying? exactly so you have to be very fast and very sharp when these things happen because you know if you're running a channel you also want to be maybe the first to share those kind of news when they happen yeah so you have to find a balance so for me there's a there's something I do called football I digest daily where I record every Monday Wednesday and Thursdays in the morning just basically sh- uh, sharing what happened maybe over the weekend that's on Monday and on Wednesday I share what I'm between Monday Tuesday then on Friday um. I share what happened between now Wednesday and Thursday, right? So I have to make sure I do these episodes early enough for me to mm-hmm. actually go to work. Mm-hmm. So more often than not, right? So I get to work a bit late because I was uploading an episode, i I was shooting an episode, and I'm also work out So as we can stories a bigger gym, I'm work out in the house. Then after that you shoot the episode, then start planning on how you're going to upload. Then start planning on how you're going to go to work and if you figure in time. So sometimes a job late, I end up uh, getting out of the job late because you know especially if you get late, a lot of to talk about Yeah. So it, it's it's kind of hard finding that balance. So mm-hmm. let's move like, It's going Fortunately for me, I work for a government office. Not to say like government offices, but one who am illegal or anything. Mm-hmm. But. I couldn't get pressure more because and so okay. yeah. that's sort of a leeway for me. So I, I I use that as an advantage for me to actually do my football digest stuff. Okay.
0: Okay. Mm. okay. So, based on all of that, um, shooting, I I get to use equipment obviously to shoot your episodes and yes, to do all of that. So, how much exactly does it cost you, averagely, to run football digest?
1: Uh, another good question, because some of these things are like assets, you know, you buy them one time and that's it, you mm. don't have a recurring expenditure, right? Mm. Others are different, because I may have like the camera and the stands, is only in a buy to one time when I'm starting off, of which such kind of assets would cost you somewhere between 50 and I don't know, 60,000, especially if you're using cameras, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I have a camera which I haven't used often. I use my phone because of convenience.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But when, especially before Rona, I used to use cameras, right? That's so when Rona came, started the camera, Kwanza nikaika kando. So I've been using the phone and zooms and stuff. Okay. But when you're purchasing the, am uh, acquiring the assets, you'd have to, spend some some north of fifty Gs. Okay. North of fifty Gs, if you're buying a camera like a DSLR. Yeah. Uh, so another 50k plus the stands and the lights almost 70 80 So for starters maybe if if you want to go that kind of direction or you have cameras you have lights you have stands you have all this stuff maybe put aside the hundred thousand which is not easy for if you don't have any source of income if if your parents can't afford that for you or if you can't afford that for yourself uh, it's crazy so for me i had to save Lucky, like I said, I'm employed, so I had to do some savings, Out of that savings, that's when I bought the camera, and the stands, and the lights. So that's a one-off expenditure, because these assets, you use them way many times, right? Now there's the recurring bit of things where maybe you need a camera guy when you're shooting, because, you know, you can't shoot yourself. Yeah. So that's a cost, right? Which would basically, for me, when I was starting off, I would every episode I used to do, I would pay that dude like a thousand bucks. Wow, wow then for me i um, uh, i know how to edit so that will save me another cost so i don't have to pay an editor to come and edit for me um, so maybe that other cost which can be recurring now is for the graphics guy because you know to have an edge also in this because it means a competitive industry now you need to have good graphics right so that's another cost so for me the recurring cost i would say would be the camera guy and uh, the graphics guy which would basically come to, let's say weekly, like two Gs. If you're that, that's one episode. If you're shooting one episode, that, that would be like mm-hmm. two thousand. Okay. Yeah. On the lower side.
2: Wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, is that like a way somebody can rent a uh, rent out a camera and all that? Is that like possible renting out a camera? And if it's possible, is it like cheaper? Ama, is this better to just buy the camera once and for all?
1: Um, Yeah, I think there are people who can write out cameras for content creators. You see, the beauty of all this stuff is sometimes, or even nowadays now, we have like phones which can capture really good quality of Mm. videos, right? So it's not like written in stone that you have to have a camera. You have to have a DSLR, I mean so that you can go hire it out or get from someone. But there are those options where you can go and hire out a camera. But the the, the problem is, I'm willing to bet, I've never done this, but I'm willing to bet if you're hiring a camera, it'll be some some good zooms. So in the long run, you'll be thinking like, okay, I've incurred this much to hire a camera. I'll need, uh, you, you know, if you hire a camera, you also have to have a cameraman, right? Yeah, That's another cost on top. Uh, then there's always the issue of transport and stuff. So in the long run, you might end up incurring more than you would have if you said, I need to buy myself a camera. The only issue now with camera buying is you need a lot of amount of, you need a large sum of money to do mm-hmm. that one-off purchase. Unlike where you're hiring out, you're going hire from someone, you slowly but surely, you know, like 10G's, 10G's, 20G's, 20G's. Every time you shoot, maybe you're shooting once a week or shooting once a month. So in the long run, you end up incur- incurring more amounts of money than if you had bought your own camera. It's always a hard choice there because on one hand, you want to shoot, yes, but you don't have the camera. You want the camera, but you can't buy one of Ile Useme. I will not be hiring from someone or from anyone because when I hire for so many times, the long run, I'm incurring a lot of money. Okay. So it's it's, it's, it's a it's a catch-22 sort of thing for content creators.
0: Okay, but I was thinking, you know, as the internet progresses, mm. things become relatively easier. Like, I think being a content creator 10 years ago would be much mm. more difficult than today. Today, I think yes. um, with the improvement of the internet, mo- many mm. barriers to content creation have been removed, like the evolution of uh, YouTube and all yes. these uh, social media platforms. Yeah. Like, you don't even need to have, a show on youtube you can even use nowadays our igtv and all yeah. that you yeah. so and basically you could you don't even need a DSLR and all that lighting just mm. use the sun and possibly a good phone and a good I mean, phone. even iphone 6s have good cameras Very good that cameras. cheap so mm. with the it's evolution of, now because yeah.
1: you can get more rich easily there are so many platforms where you can get more rich like you said igtv is one platform youtube is another platform
2: even tiktok
1: tiktok is another platform still facebook exists you know Mm -hmm. um and now you can not only visual uh content you can create you can create also audio content and this you can share in a myriad of platforms that are there for audio content so which were not there like five six ten years ago right So so now your reach is way bigger than before. And also, like you said, if you're doing visuals more than anything else, then you don't necessarily have to have DSLRs. Of course, if you want to be a bit more technical and maybe have a very high edge on most of other creators, then you can go the DSLR way. But we have phones now where you can even attach a mic and they can capture even 4K videos using a camera on your phone. So it's way much easier now than, than it was before
0: okay yeah so we've talked about the equipment and and running football digest Mm -hmm. but then um could you tell us how how hard was it or how easy was it to market your content uh yeah just to market your content
1: yeah it was hard because you know when you're starting off you you having this idea in mind right so you want to execute it this way then once you put it out it's maybe not getting as big a reach as you would want, because most important thing for all those content creators is a reach. Yeah. So you want to reach as many people as possible, right? Because out okay. of getting the reach is when now you can start maybe thinking of making money out of the platform. But if you don't, then you have to think of other ways. And this is where now, when you would say when, uh, what do you call it? Uh, okay, like when you get there, now you have to think of ways of getting to reach more people. Right. So the first time is a bit uh, challenging because, you know, the, the platforms that are there or the options that are there Nikaku boost posts, you know, like on Instagram, you go and boost a post uh, or you promote it also on Facebook. Um, uh, it's, some of those options are not always available on platforms like YouTube where you can boost posts. But on Instagram and, and Facebook, you have such options where you create a certain content piece and then you push it. And you also yeah. have to know what guys want. So you have always to be assessing the, the viewership or the reach because you put up maybe a certain content piece on a, a email, put a more likes or more views compared to another one i I put out like two weeks ago. So you should try out that one again to see if it's exactly true. So maybe you put it out again and you see Allah. People like this, this kind of stuff, you know. So yeah, maybe you uh, tailor make or tailor make most of your content to be like that. So... And such options also, you can't do them like forever. So, people like a certain content piece, maybe for a period of time, and then you reach a point you like, okay, maybe you can actually do that And then you start out this other piece, which you now experiment again. Because when you're starting off, it's more of experimentation than anything else. True. Because you're you, you, you are thinking, maybe, maybe guys want this. Then you put it out there, and maybe it's not exactly getting the response that you thought it would. So, you have to again always go back to the drawing board. Um, Check how you're going to maybe switch it up or make it more interesting. It's like entrepreneurship. You know, when you're starting off, it's more of trial and error, right? So you put out a a certain product or a certain service, and then you see how people are going to respond to it, and then maybe they like it or they don't. If they don't, you have to think of how you're going to switch it up so that people can come in, you know, because that's the whole essence of this whole stuff of content creation and entrepreneurship is getting more numbers, and that's the most important thing. So you have to always be on your toes and always checking and assessing what you're putting out there, what's what kind of response is it getting? Are you satisfied with the response that you're seeing? Is it what you are thinking it would be? Can you switch it up in any kind of way? So, yeah, there's always that.
2: Okay, and um do you earn from Football Digest? Uh,
1: Yes, I have. I have earned from it. Mm-hmm. But this for me came in kind, not like cash. Not yet okay. earned cash from it. Yeah, so I earned in kind. Zileza... Like, you get uh, football merchandise for free for, for you know, like, jerseys, right? It's uh-huh. this plug who sells kits, and uh, he wants you to promote it on your channel or your platforms, and maybe you get a kit for free. Um, there's this other time, I had a content piece that I was doing for... Um, it's called Factor Bullcrap. It was more of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, hampers out for guys who are going to win. So every episode that we used to do, if there was not going to be a winner the one who was taking up the hampers <laughs> so that, that was like sort of an earning for me um, and uh and also we used to have watch parties uh when rona hit back in 2020 early march may yeah. june so we used to have watch parties where guys i would pick up prediction predictions from the guys who were attending and if no one got it and the merchandise would come back to me so that's <laughs> the only way i've earned from food, I guess um i have not I have earned cash yet even though mm-hmm. out of football i just because basically football i just is what gave me the job that i have at kiss because out of it i used to talk a lot of, about football right and yeah. so all that shenanigans when combined together one way or the other led me to get the job i have at kiss One hand, so yeah a bit indirect but still almost that's, that's the you know the whole stuff
0: but could you tell us about that that job at kiss like how did how did you get that like did they approach you um uh-huh. what happened
1: uh so at case at one point in the time they were hiring right Yeah. so they're looking for presenters and i have worked in radio before i have uh well not a national radio per se but in campus i used to be i used to school at ku so they yeah. have FM, right so i presented there as a volunteer for four years so i I knew. Some basics at radio, and I had the passion, right? So I've always been looking for opportunities since I cleared campus, which I never got. Yeah, so always hunting for opportunities, hunting, hunting until now. This time, well, somewhere last year, Kidoga was going to home for his radio for a show that he used to have on Saturday, no, no on Sunday, and you know, go and talk and you know, just express your like again, express your sentiments, your passion, your understanding of the game on a national radio platform, right? So somewhere in early this year, I saw an advert where they were looking for presenters. I applied, I passed stage one, where they basically just, your details and a small voice note, yeah? Mm. So I applied that, then I got called up now for another interview, which was like now stage two, uh, where they would use this one to determine now the guys who are going to get the job. So I went and did some recording for demos, uh, familiarized with... Uh, Shafiru before futyokazi Yakamnegoro uh, and stuff and out of that now they were going to now pick the guys they wanted I think they wanted like is it seven guys how many four guys uh-huh. yeah so we went for that then like party oh, any feedback from these man what's going on mm. so someone told me actually that they had gotten the guys they wanted it was like oh whoa, oh, oh, hold up how the hell did I not get the opportunity? Because, well, it sounds a bit cocky to think like you deserve to be there. It just, I think it's just knowing your share. Because I, I think I did my stuff right. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, like, because mm-hmm. I've always been learning to be on the I did everything right. And I was almost sort of confident I was going to get the job again. Sort of feeling like a bit overconfident now. So the moja man, I think it was on Wednesday. I was mm-hmm. agitated. So what exactly did I do wrong? So I went to KISS. I went to Lyons, Lyons Place Pires in the Radio Africa, Wanakuanga. And then somewhere outside, I met one of the guys who was interviewing me. And he is the program controller for KISS 100 and Classic. So he's called <laughs> James. I was like, James, yash. I came for the interview. I don't want to be disrespectful, but I mean, what did I do wrong? Why did I not get the job? What, what exactly did I do wrong? So that, you know, I can be overlooked uh, and you guys got other guys. And he was like, no, you you didn't do anything wrong. You actually were good, but we thought you are stronger in sports. And most of our sports shows right now are full, right? And so Mm -hmm. we're keeping you on the sidelines in case anything happens. You know, you'll be the first guy we'll call. And I was like, hmm, okay, fine. And then somewhere on Friday, that was, I think, on Wednesday. Then somewhere on Friday, I get the call one of the hosts. In I think it coincided job. Don't think I think you guys recall that. Yeah. 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 So Shafi was one of the, he was the one who was hosting the score. So he was the host. Mm. So job. Yeah. So they had to get a host. <laughs> so they picked a host from one of the guys who are the co presenters. Right? So the show was being done now by two guys. So I was called on a Friday morning in Kambia, Kuje. there is, Kujie, is this other guy we have uh, who will not be there for the whole show, but will not pay you. You just come, then we shall present the show with you from uh, the, after the first hour for the next three hours. I was showing a for four hours. So
2: mm-hmm. we
1: kinda, uh, Kwanza, you know, we did the stuff. There was this uh, United guy who was going to an um, um, a piano show. So <laughs> he, could, he could not be there for the whole show. It a bit crazy. And I took a show one hour after it starts so that you can get them a piano show. So the guys were not happy with that because that guy, I think, So they called me up. Uh, we did that show for the first time. Then somewhere next week on Tuesday, they were like, you know what? Just next Saturday. next Saturday and we'll actually pay you. So next hour, one Saturday, one Saturday became two Saturdays. Two Saturdays became three Saturdays. Oh, and the, the fifth one, now they actually called me up to tell me to go for a photo to be in the official post for the show. That's how I got it.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah. Huh. More of resilience and more of luck. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like they always say, luck is where opportunity meets hard work. True. Yeah, true. Joining a tu by the way, siki swali amwadu Nikasirika tuni amwe fuck Uh, I'm done with this shit. Sitafuti tena mi atasenda kuli zaninilifanya wrong nani kai. I had the option, right? Yeah. But I, I just nilikuanta kama mo of closure. I just wanted closure. Like I just want to know what I did wrong, so that when I go for another audition, i am for another um, such kind of interview. I will not do it wrong. I'll do it right, so that I can get the job. I've always been searching for an opportunity to be on radio because I love radio.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh And uh,
1: do you think you leave? When do you think you leave your work, like your day job? Good question. You know, this is funny because when I got employed, I recall telling my, my 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 siblings and my dad that me by this only jobs. I think when I got employed, I was. I was DJing. <laughs> That's when I got the job. I was DJing. So I was DJing, DJ, I was like, yo, I have to fulfill this career of DJing. So me, there is no way I'm staying in this job. In fact, I'm going to stay for this job for five years, then I'm done. Five years ended uh, the last year. <laughs> I'm still here. So, yeah, good question. When you ask me when I'm going to leave the work, the, the, the problem is, if you leave the work that I do, because they pay me well. So it's a well-paying job, right? Mm. It's not the most stressful. I know guys who have more stressful jobs, less paying. This one is a less stressful job, and it's well-paying. So I'm not daft enough to just say, me uh, and I YouTubing, Sana, and I love radio, so I'm just going to leave and try to make it work with my YouTube channel and, you know, earn small tombs. I'm going to earn from it until when I and leave this job. That would be a bit daft. So I'm, I I will leave the job when I'm in a position where the money I'm getting outside my workplace uh-huh. is equal to, if not more, to what I'm getting when I'm working here. Because okay. when I'm working where I am working right now, the, the, the like I said, the pay is good. So the packs are good. So you just can't leave that, especially in the times you're in right now. You just go and say because it's not like they pay me a lot of money at KISS. it's, it's no, it's actually considered like a service because you only a weekend service, yeah. it's more of a consultancy. So it's all like these crazy salaries you hear of this morning show guys getting crazy monies, or all these radio presenters who get crazy money. It's not yet that, it will maybe get to that, but it's not yet that. So until that point in time where I can say now, money from KISS, money from Football Regist. Maybe have these other bees that I'm doing that is giving me money and all these sources of income, when I put them together, they are bigger than the one I'm working in or working on right now. Then I can leave the job I am doing. So that's the catch. So I can't say for sure. I know when I will leave, but I know I will leave. I just don't know when. I hope maybe it won't take me more than a thousand days from now uh, (laughs) to leave. Uh, but yes, because you know, the more you stay there, the more things happen in life, mm-hmm. the more you get entangled in the whole situation, the more sometimes it becomes difficult to leave. So it, it's kind of crazy. So I will, it's always at the back of my mind, mi, si place forever. I'm not an 8-to-5 kind of person, but I am there right now. And I will leave. but I have to be a bit strategic on how I will leave because I don't want to have a drastic change of my life or my lifestyle or just how I'm leading my life right now. So I'm being quite stra-
0: Okay, well, the reason we ask you that is because um here at Money Trees, we believe in financial independence. We don't believe mm-hmm. in living paycheck to paycheck, just yes. relying on a salary. We believe that people should be able to sustain themselves for extended yeah. periods of time, like gen yes. building, creating wealth, genera- not just wealth, but generational wealth where precisely you make money while you sleep. So... We ask, mm-hmm. And one of the best ways to do that is um passive income, which yes. one can get through a, a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And yeah, content creation is yes. one of the methods of passive income. So we, we ask yeah. that question because we, we don't believe that you have to live, rely on your salary, even if your, your job is so well-paying. We still believe yeah. that even if you're being paid well, there are still other ways. You can, make, make you, you can make your money
1: work for you rather yes. than you working for your money. That's what yeah. you And this I don't know, unless you have this fantastic job. You know, unless you're having, like, if someone is employed on radio, let's say I'm employed as a radio presenter, mm. that's a job I love, right? You only job, when you have a job, you just go there because you're getting paid, right? Yeah. It's not like you really love the job, but damn, yeah. pay you so well. It's a lot right? Yeah, So you can't go yet. You can't leave it yet. But if you are working in this place where you absolutely love the work that you do, it's a passion mm-hmm. that you have for, and they are paying you well, then that's a different kind of thing where, you know, some are being employed. Yeah. But I mean, again, those are not the kind of jobs. Like for radio, it's not the kind of job if you're a presenter, you don't go there eight to five. No, you go there for a specific period of time because maybe your show is like four hours long or something. Don't go there for the, like the whole day or something. Like these other office jobs where kigonga eight go seated in your goddamn desk and Uchilapo chillapo a five. You don't give a shit about mm-hmm. your other passions. So that's a different side of thing.
0: You know, employment is great. It's mm. it's it's a good thing, yes. It's good to be paid to work from mm. eight to five. There's nothing wrong, there's nothing degrading about being employed. Yes. But the issue is what more can you do? Like, mm. apart from your salary, who are you? If your job, if you lost your job, like in this country, job security is literally zero. You yeah. can be fired literally the next day for no apparent reason, and yeah. there's nothing you'll do. So, yes, you can have your job that you love. You uh, absolutely love your job. Mm. But you, you have to create a safety net for yourself. Yeah, you have to. You really have to create a safety net first off. Even if today I lose my uh, my job, mm. even if I'm if it's not even politicians aren't safe, so, <laughs> no yeah, no safe. Safe. <laughs> so yeah. you can literally I think, lose your job tomorrow. So yeah. you should always create a safety net.
1: Always. Always. I think if you would ask me, one of the best employers that I would say when it comes to job security would be the government. Mm. Mm, yeah, I yeah. think Uko kuna a bit more security than any other place I would think of because for you to suck a government table, unless now those high-profile jobs, you know, which can be politicized and stuff, yeah. but these other jobs, I think, job security in, in a government office is always one which is kind of high compared to these other, you know, corporate status uh, or private farms or something of the sort. So kwa kuna a bit more of job security it's not like a hundred percent, but it's definitely better than most.
0: What's your take on peer pressure in regard to employment? Like, especially when few people are in school or are about to finish, let's say campus. There's mm-hmm. that rush to get a job. Like mm-hmm. everyone is trying to get a job, but there are no jobs, so people yeah. really get affected by that. Especially, I guess for you, you got your job like uh, really soon after campus.
1: You got well, a year after. Yeah, a year.
0: While well, then year some people wait so long after that just to get like a job for what they studied. Yeah. So like, what's your take on that pressure to get uh, employed, Uh it's, especially mm-hmm. during or after school?
1: It's it's crazy because I, I think this uh, this actually comes in two ways because. There'll be one who are telling you, or there'll be others who are telling you, like yo end up after job, man, for a job, because they're still stuck up in I would say sort of an old stereotype where you have to be employed, you know. Mm. So there's always that oh pressure, pressure, end up after job, you end up a job, nini, nini. There'll be others who be like yeah, I was job a job, uh, miss you as job a job, mimi, I at minifanye eight to five, uh, catch me dead. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. even for those guys who, who get employed, there are some people who are still like, ah, unemployed, five too busy. And it's funny because sometimes those who take that they don't even have actual jobs. They're just chilling somewhere, doing nothing or doing their own stuff, just bashing you for getting a job. So, it kind of goes both ways. There are people who will be on your back and or like crazy for you to actually go get a job. Others will be telling you, ah, I don't start the cars. You can not have a job. Oh, so you could get to find an A, B, C, B, to find a B C. B. And they always say off to find a B, but they don't have maybe even a clue of how to start off, a clue of how to structure a business in the U.S. that could run in the long run, if you are going concern. So it, it, it's crazy. I think this is now where, now it's up to the individual. You, yourself, what exactly do you want? Do you want to get employed? Yes. Uh do you have preferences for the kind of jobs that you can or you can't do? Because mm-hmm. Nakumbuka kuna time meta nikitoka kuna time apply ama opportunities a kuchora job in a bank. And I overlooked them because I was feeling like I work in a job. And another point in time where I actually got a chance to work in a bank, na interview na nikapita, na nikalenga, Because I, I didn't feel like I wanna work in a bank. So you also have to be a bit particular on what exactly you want. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be a banker? Do you want to go and become a teller? Do you want to become something else? So if you want to become something else, do you have the uh, qualifications? I'm if you want to be an entrepreneur, do you know what exactly you want to do? If you want to start a business, do you know exactly what you want to do? A capital? Because another thing of getting, among the parks of getting employed is, you never know, entrepreneur and you go get employed, you won't still kill the spirit of being an entrepreneur. So you can go to that job, specifically to look for capital because a job, maybe you can afford to make some saves right some savings mm, yeah, true. so when the a job we say maybe i'll work for this particular number of years accumulating my capital and this you have to be very purposeful for this one because it's so easy to lose that focus once you get employed so you have to go there thinking Nataka kwenda in so i'll have to be saving this much amount of money per month kweni, this much amount of money per year Eventually, I have the capital I need to start this business, if you actually want to get to start a business. And also the other thing, uh, the other good thing about getting employed is you, get to, you know, uh, run, uh, learn a bit about um, professionalism and all that kind of stuff, you know, you know how to handle yourself in a professional manner. Because, you know, businesses, they require professionalism in almost everything that you do. So those are some of the perks that you learn. Once you get employed, but the pressure of getting a job or uh, not getting this kind of job, or me I can't do that, I would rather stay unemployed. Or all your friends are getting jobs, what the hell is wrong with you? You have the papers, what's going on? So, yeah, it's crazy. You just, again, as an individual, you just have to know how to handle it. It's, there's no two way about it, you just have to know. Otherwise, in Ezaku crack.
2: That's good and I, have a, I have a question so mm. where do you see yourself in like five years ten years even around that time
1: well I, I don't think anyone have asked me that question in black <laughs> <laughs> well uh for me first of all because just is a baby project for me I want to see it grow I want to see it having a bigger reach uh uh, getting more fans on board, because me, I like interacting with fans, football fans, who want to support mm-hmm. my team, who want to support a rival club, I don't give a shit. I just want to talk to them and just hear how they want to express themselves and what they have to say with regards to their love for football and their club. So, I want to see football just, just pure bigger. And, of course, I want to be making money out of it. In fact, I want to be in a situation where five years, ten years down the line, in a eight to five so I'm working specifically on my own stuff. Because Besides football and other passions, I've acted before, so I've always wanted to be an actor. Um, like I said, uh, radio is one of the things that I look forward to, so I hope to maybe grow there. And once you grow, of course, you want to make more money than you're doing right now. So, yeah, I, I think for me, five to ten years, I want to see myself having grown, having been able to uh, pursue my other passions and hobbies and interests. The point of them giving me good money. Not just me pursuing them, mm-hmm. but pursuing them and earning from them. Earning good money enough to actually make me leave this 85 job. Because once I leave it, now I have opened up time, more time to do this other stuff that I want to do. Um because besides that, me that I a business person. I have entrepreneurial ambitions. I have tried a few businesses before, they have collapsed. I still have others that I want to do. Kylie Nilkwa Kile gaming truck so it, there's still things I wanted to pursue, so I hope I'll have been able to achieve them in the next five to ten years okay yeah
0: um so to f- to finish off um, mm. to what what advice would you tell our listeners um who are looking to let's say they're still in school, okay, most of our listeners are really young, so. Most of them are either in campus or are about to start campus. So what exactly would you advise them as they're in school, uh, like financially? What would you tell them?
1: Uh, that's a difficult one. Um, I think, first of all, for starters, someone has to identify their passions to start with. because. Yeah. Once you identify that then you can assess the industry that that passion aligns to and see how it's moving on or how it's growing or the opportunities that you can actually come in and materialize on uh, or pick up on and make money out of them right so you have to know exactly what you want some people just go to campus blindly I think for me I was one of those particular ambition in mind others, go to campus knowing exactly what the fuck they want. There are different people, you know, some people are purposeful about what they want. So they go there, they grow themselves, they get the right qualifications that they need to do, academics or whatever, and then they go and pursue them strongly while they're still in campus. And you have to do so with some sort of discipline because, you know, getting disciplined in campus is really hard, you know? So Mm -hmm. you have to be at that sort of purposeful in everything that you do. So, co-actor get to do the right course, get to interact with the right people, get to attend the right forums, get to know what you can do to grow and what others are doing outside there, what the big-time actors are doing, you know, globally in Hollywood, what can you add to the industry. So, you have to be quite purposeful for you to identify all that. So, there's that. Money management is another issue. I think this one will, I don't know, this I think this one just grows on you or you just find yourself doing it or not. But money management, if you get that stuff right in campus, then, bro, you're setting yourself up strongly to deal with the afterlife of campus. You know, so if you know how to manage your funds in campus, then when you get out, it will not be that big a problem. Unlike people who don't know how to manage anything, then they get out of campus and they start getting these jobs up them the amount money and they don't know what the hell to do with the money. They're so just splashing, splashing it out there with no particular purpose. You know? And also, like you've seen this COVID times, bro, you always quite on one job. Yeah. One job, never. Well, you can do it, but you know it's goddamn risky. So as you do everything that you do, try and think of other sources of income, supplement this particular one source, maybe it's giving you the most money. So tafuta, narrow it down, learn, dig deep, research, and look for the niches that you can fill in the current market that is there right now, so that you can give yourself sort of an edge. Do jobs in almost any idea you'll think of, unless you're innovating, almost any idea, any idea you'll think of doing, someone is doing it. Someone is earning money out of it. So if you're not innovating, if you're not inventing. If you want to do some business that has been done, then check the business. How is it? How is the, what, when you're successful in a successful business that are doing best in that industry, what are they doing? What are they not doing? Is there a gap that can be filled? Then if yes, there's a gap, so how do you fill it? Do your research. Know your competitors. Know people who you can identify with and, and help you grow. And also, easy forums in Kwanga campus, some of them are actually good for networking. So, once you get to campus and there are forums where you can go for entrepreneurship or someone is coming to you, a some bigwig is coming to talk and is uh, from an industry that uh, interests you, I think it will be very important for you to attend. Do you get to learn what he or she has to offer and maybe ask these questions that have been bothering you that nobody of your age or none of your peers can answer. You know, instead of waiting till you get out of campus and you the old so some sort of purpose, uh, discipline, which is hard, because, you know, campus life is very much different. Yeah. You know, now here you are with your own tunes, with the, all the goddamn time in the world, you can do anything you freaking want. So, yeah, discipline and So if you are quite purposeful on achieving a certain agenda and you're getting to campus, that's exactly what you want, because I think things are a bit different now than before. A few people will be like us who, just got into campus to be then graduate. The others were getting to campus with a certain purpose. So if you are getting to the certain kind of purpose, do exactly do as much as you can to know about and how you can make it grow and how exactly you can monetize it. Because Buddha, as much as one is a corner kitu if you're not earning from it, I, you, don't go, you are in a you as a person I have individual satisfaction, you know So you want to feel like you're actually earning from it. And for you to earn from something, you must have have a wide knowledge, a scope of knowledge to do with that particular interest.
2: Thank you for listening to the Money Trees Network podcast. See you on the next episode. Also, don't forget to check out Nash's content. The links will be in the description below. Uh, Also, he has a show at KISS 100 from 3 to 7 p.m. on Saturdays called The Score. Talks about football. Uh, and if you're listening to this episode on Apple Podcast, don't forget to give us a five star rating, it will help us grow our reach. Also, for any feedback on this episode and on the Money Trees Network podcast as a whole, our details are at Money Trees KE on Twitter and Instagram.